Hey guys, I know I've kept this quite quiet, but I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every day with Duffy Connors and Sharmin Jahan at Chocolate Murphy's Bar at 6.45 until the 25th of August. Um, so come see us there. Um, yeah, but today my guest is an actress and stand-up comedian. She's in a sketch group right now um, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival called... Boat, biscuit bowls, I believe. She, um, you're gonna hear it when she tells you about it. I just can't remember what it's called. Her name is Capriella Hooper, and we have a wonderful conversation about how she started off a stand-up, um, the types of audiences which probably aren't the best for stand-up comedy. Um, we also go into how to survive the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, our different opinions on James Corden, and also a little show called The IT Crowd, amongst other sitcoms, as it were, because we go into a lot of them. So please, give it up for the wonderful Capriella Hooper. Capriella, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Tired. Like, those flights of stairs oh, are yeah. insane. So five flights. It's like we moved in and then we had to... We were walking up there with our baggage. So mm. we had, uh, like, huge suitcases, all our props and everything. Oh, shit. And we just, like, kept walking up and we kept looking at the guy like, is this our floor? And it was, like, all the way at the top. Oh. So <laughs> I can't imagine. So are you living with the people that you're performing with as well? Yeah, so we're oh. all one company. Oh, nice. Uh, six of us, and uh, we do a sketch show. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, we're like a little family, so oh, it's, nice. it's all right, yeah. That's nice. That's really brave, like, actually living and working, actually living and working together. Yeah. We yeah. we don't really get that sick of each other. No. <laughs> it's we're, fine. It's week two. We'll, we'll see. We'll week see. two, we'll see yeah. what happens. So that we like our spare, our own time, so everyone kind of goes off and does their own thing. That's the most important thing, I yeah. think. If you're going to do it like that, then you've got to have time for yourselves and that's good that everyone respects each other so what got you into what got you into performing um well i started performing at a level and uh i did stand up for like a uh, one of my modules like Mm. one of my assignments and then i I really liked it and then i found uh, a degree Mm. in comedy Nice. I can do in Winchester, so I did that, and I'm currently on my second year. Oh, sweet. And then I met the Biscuit Bow, and then we created a sketch show, and now we're up here for our second year. Oh, nice. Mm. So, what this is that's really interesting that you did a module in stand up comedy, because yeah. stand up is what I do, right? Mm, yeah. What did, you, what did they teach you on the module, or how did they approach it? So, when I was in A level, it wasn't uh, the module was like a variety thing, so we uh, could do whatever he wanted and I chose stand-up but when I started my degree we mm. did a module in stand-up and it was kind of crazy because we we'd have lectures and writing so it's pretty much stand up here talk for 10 minutes random just improv it mm. and then take notes of stuff that you say that is funny and then create something out of it mm. or make lists of something you love something you hate mm. and then because that is fundamentally that's what stand-up kind of is yeah. is you just sharing your opinion it. so it's a lot of uh, writing and then a lot of getting up and performing a lot of feedback mm-hmm. but yeah it was quite a difficult thing to teach yeah because i i think i'm, I'm a firm believer of you you've you got it or you don't yeah that's right <laughs> so it's difficult i think it's one of those things where the courses are good I did a stand-up course myself yeah. they're good to get you into the world of stand-up mm-hmm. but they can't make you funny oh yeah they can't make you like, funny that is... <laughs> some of us learn that the hard way exactly yeah some of us are still learning but like <laughs> yeah me included yeah. but um, yeah it's one of those things where 
unless you're doing it properly on open mic nights and just mm-hmm. doing it on a regular basis yeah it's something that you can't be taught in a book or from or in a, or in a yeah. course well it was uh for us because we had to do like the assessment at the end and it was oh, it was a horrible gig so it was mm. we had to do 10 minutes uh at one one o'clock in the afternoon oh. in a lecture room to uh an audience that we could get and the only people oh. we could get was the Christian Union? Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think I, because I'm I'm quite like offensive with my humour. Good. I've got dark humour, so they did not enjoy it. So it was really difficult for me. So I was like performing this routine that everyone in the audience was disgusted by, <laughs> and I was like, this is. Like, we had to do like a, a evaluation at the end, and I said to that like it was like a spoken evaluation, and I went mad because I was like, this is so unfair because as a natural stand-up, yeah. I know it's not fair to judge someone on one gig. You should be able to, I think it should be like three mm-hmm. at different places, different times, and you compare them. That's right. Because it just wasn't fair. It, so uh, got two one, but I'll I'll, I'll take you it. Got two one, yeah, nice. That's nice. good. First. <laughs> <laughs> that's brave though, like making it. That's a really fucking rough gig mm-hmm. to yeah, do it was that. Really difficult. But did you manage to? Well, what did you learn from it? Um, I learned that uh, you shouldn't make excuses. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just got to. You should be able to do whatever gig is thrown at you, really. That's um, right. It taught me a lot for writing. I'm a lot better at writing now. I'm a lot mm. quicker. I can sit down and actually, because normally b- before it would be like I wait for an idea to come, I don't sit and I try and do it. But now I'm able to just like sit down with a notepad and s- get ideas on page. So mm. it's, it's helped. It's yeah. helped a lot. So do you still do stand up sometimes? Or? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm, I'm full time comedian. Nice. But then this is kind of like, uh, this no. is like the fun because I, I like mm. I like to go into the fringe doing this because like, mm. it takes me back to like when I did theatre it's nice and then mm. I do a few stand up spots here and there okay what was your first fringe experience like? so I went when I was 17 with uh, a level yeah it was really high we went for a week and we took a show up that we devised in two weeks so we did two weeks devising and then went to fringe the following week mm-hmm. so it was like a whole three week thing and it was difficult because obviously you know for Fringe you've got to send your poster off like a year before and you've got to do all this stuff and we didn't even know what the show was mm. then so we I think we sent them uh, like the name we had the name of the show and the picture so we had to compl- create a show from that mm-hmm. and it was really difficult and it was at that when you're that young it was really difficult because mm-hmm. we had C venues as well 200 seat audience we probably got wait what, what venues sorry C venues what they got? what's the C venue it's uh it's, one, it's not that big anymore, so it's, it's not there anymore. It was a C venues that is on, I can't remember what street it is, but it's where the new Gilded Balloon okay. uh, venue is. They basically took it from them. And uh, But we, yeah, it was at like 200 seats, and we I think at most we sold about 17 tickets, Ooh. which is crazy because I feel like if we were in a small venue, that would have been a really big success. Mm. And, yeah, it was just, the show was okay. Yeah. The show was okay. It was for, okay. for a two-week divide, it was yeah. okay. But, uh yeah, it, it, I'm glad I did it because when I went back the following year for like the full run, it gave me that little bit of a taster, so mm. I, I don't regret it. That's <laughs> good. Like, this is my first ever, this is my first time doing it, yeah. and we've done it, and we're doing a full run. Mm-hmm. And we're in um, Dropkick Murphy's, which is okay. a great room, mm. but fuck me, it's difficult. <laughs> why, why is it difficult? It's difficult. It's like in the middle of a bar. Oh, okay. And like there's there's a middle row where seats are, but there's also booths where people can try when people can actually choose to sit. Okay. So you've got to try and bring literally everyone in and everyone mm. on board, no matter where they're sitting. So like you're in the main room, so yeah. you walk into the pub and you're literally in the main room of the pub. Yeah. Is that difficult? Do you not get like people walking in and out, people going for drinks, going to the toilet, being? Um, 
you don't generally get people um, generally when people get drinks and stuff they're, they're quite quiet about it okay. but people go into the toilet mm-hmm. the toilet is like to the left of the stage oh no but they kind of get pan- they kind of get a bit scared walking mm-hmm. when they stand up so- when they stand yeah, up so- it is scary isn't it is that yeah. fear of getting called out yeah but they do it and do you know what we learn to handle it mm-hmm. but it is a hard room to play mm-hmm. but it's the best room for anyone who's new to the game okay. to start up well, to how, how long have you been doing stand up for a year and a bit okay okay so this is yeah this is my first yeah first year of my first year of it, pretty much first year of stand up so it's all new and green and lovely to me <laughs> it gets worse <laughs> oh I can imagine <laughs> it, I was told before I came here that you'd have your best gig here and you'd have your worst gig oh yeah hundred percent. I think I ha- I've only I've done I've done a couple of spots. I yeah. did I did low bots. Oh, I've done low bots <laughs> at drop it at drop Oh, is that, oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course, the toilets are at the back, aren't yeah. they? Uh, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Elliot Wrangler, shout out to him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great show. It really is. Yeah. Well, was I was so terrified because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I'm either gonna do a fight to the death, mm-hmm. uh, a rap battle, uh, insult battle, yeah, and then it's like the 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 round where you get options for the audience yeah. I, was like, I remember I was, I was that morning I was like walking around like this like oh my god what if I have to do a rap battle what am I going to do what if the per- what other comedian and pair with is going to want to do a rap battle I'm going to look like a complete twat <laughs> but I did alright I, yeah. I, I lost on the first round but the guy who beat me won the whole thing so he, I'm, I forget about it was on, it was on that oh, I can't remember I got his flyer somewhere uh, I can't remember his name Nah, never mind. Okay, yeah. He won. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, he won. Okay. He's got his glory. It was he... so funny though, because we did the rap battle, mm-hmm. not rap battle, um, insult, roast yeah, battle, battle, yeah. And like, I don't think he said one insult. I just every insult I was throwing at him, he was like responding and like throwing it back at me. And at, at the end of it, they were like, okay, everyone vote for who your favorite is. And I stood there and I was like, well, he's obviously fucking won, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved doing Know What Was. Yeah, it's I'm really good for it. I think I'm back on like the 20th. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it's a weird experience though, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Like, and we did the, um, hit, we did hitting each other with the plastic bit, with the plastic mm. things. Yeah. And when you're, do, when you're watching it, because I've been an audience member as well as actually doing it as well, yeah. when you're watching it, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem that awkward. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually doing it, it is a bit, yeah. like, you, there's that little bit in your head that thinks, is this funny? Is this really funny? It was quite funny to watch when I was watching it. But like, it was yeah. funny because like, uh, this one of the comedians like put a jacket on and zipped it up so he couldn't get pulled. <laughs> and it was, it was just, it literally genuinely was a fight to the death because yeah. we were watching it and I was, everyone was like on the edge of their seat like, come on! <laughs> yeah. Don't you find that like, it's the bo- the guys that do the fight to the death and the girls often do the, the insults? That's the thing. I feel like if if I was paired with another woman, I wouldn't want to do an insult battle because like, yeah. women are mean. <laughs> I, I was paired against the, I was paired against um, I can't remember her name now, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, she beat me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was paired against I was paired against a woman, and she and I said, oh, "Can we do the hitting each other battle?" Okay. She, and she said, "Okay, fine." She starts off by saying, "I wanted to roast him, but." The la- but the lack of laughter did that for him. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Thanks, thanks so much. I want to come. I want to come. There wasn't a lack. Of, there was not a lack of laughter. Okay. It was just quite. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, that's the thing. I like. I enjoyed the, doing the five as well because I felt it was a great yeah. audience. It really is a great room. That yeah. is a really great room. Yeah. And yeah, I got a pretty good reaction. I did a gong. Did you done the gong show? Ed Ed Factor. Or or the counting house or the counting house one. 
Might be the Counting House one. Uh, I've got that on Sunday. Okay, yeah, that's like? Australian guys. Luca, yeah, yeah, Luca, yeah. yeah. Really good. It's really good fun. I think you have ninety seconds, mm-hmm. and then if we can get gone, I think I made it. I made. It, I did a couple minutes. Things I got myself because I was like, I did one more joke. I was getting really good reactions, and mm-hmm. I did one joke at the end, and it was just like silent, and I was like. Well, you didn't like that one. You're not gong me. Come on, <laughs> get rid of me. And I was like, I'm going out on my own terms. <laughs> yeah. Just weird. I did that exact same thing at Ed Factor. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry. You're not alone. It's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be gonged off without my my approval. But I, I did. I did. I didn't win. The woman who won. I'm really glad it was not. It was me and uh, it was three women and the rest were men. And it was a woman that won. So I'm really glad. I feel like anyone had to win. Mm. I'm glad it was her. She was really funny. So what's that gong show that you like? So got it on Sunday uh it's pretty good so you it's like I think it's like there's a lot of acts I think it's like 10 acts and mm-hmm. then so you have 90 seconds and then you hear like a little ding mm-hmm. and then that's when you at that point the so Luca and a guest judge will then choose when to gong you off mm-hmm. so, but everyone was it, it was it was it was I was scared because I, like, I don't want it to be like Bruce or I don't want it to be like ding gong but it was fine I everyone got like at least a minute that's after. good so is it one, it's not one of those ones where you can last five minutes they can just choose as you can, I think you can last you can last as long as long if you can keep going if you can keep getting laughter but uh, so it's, it's, it, it, yeah it was alright it, it was good it wasn't as scary as that's every gig I've done here in Edinburgh I'm like oh I'm so terrified this format is crazy and yeah. then I do it and I'm like it's actually really fun because everyone's kind of on the same boat yeah. everyone's having fun like the audience really do not care yes. <laughs> they just want to laugh that's it that's, mm. I'm just still in awe that this thing exists, just Edinburgh as a, mm-hmm. Edinburgh as a, Edinburgh as a concept. Yeah. Where do you think it's going? I don't know. I, I've got a sad feeling that it's not going to be like for much longer. Because I've heard apparently this year it wasn't. It, there's not as many shows, not as much audience. I'm scared that it's like on a decline. But I don't know why I said. I don't know where I'd want it to go really. I think I'd rather it be. I, I want it to be bigger to the public. I feel like there's, like I'll go home or I've heard to people. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm my my friends that don't do performance, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm going to Edinburgh for the month doing twenty twenty odd shows, and they're like, for what? I'm like fringe, and they're like, well, what's that? And I'm like, oh, it's crazy that you don't know what that is because mm. like for people in this kind of industry, that's such it's such a big thing, mm. and a lot of people don't. So hopefully, if it could go anywhere, hopefully it becomes like mainstream and. It heavily just brings. I want it to be like this all the time. Mm. I want there to be this much. I want to be able to go on my phone and think, oh, I want to see a show nearby now, anywhere. Like I'm from Bristol, so like I want to be in Bristol and be like, oh, show in a pub next door. I want to go. That'd be amazing. Mm. It shouldn't just have to be a month. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So speaking of going from Bristol, what's the comedy scene like there? It's very good. Yeah. Uh, we it's a, a lot. We have a lot of shows. Uh, a lot of women as well. We're, we're all uh, pretty close as well. We're all kind of uh, stick together, and uh, we're all just it's like a big family really. Everyone's kind of just really lovely to each other. Mm. Uh, I run a gig there as well. Everyone kind of runs a gig. That's the, that's, that's the good thing. Everyone runs a gig, and we all kind of do each other's shows, and yeah. it's just this is really nice. It's really nice though. That's cool. So when yeah, so where what so was the Christian the Christian fit? Oh Christian, yeah, Christian Union. Christian yeah. Union. Was that your first ever gig? Or? Oh no no no, I've been doing I've been doing stand up since I was like sixteen. Oh sweet. So where was your first ever gig? Crofters Rights in Bristol. It's a like I think it's like a a a music venue. Nice. It's a really nice stage. It's like uh, I'm trying to think of like an example. It's yeah. kind of very much like the theatre kind of spaces here that are like 30 odd seats of a stage it's um 
yeah, I remember I was 16 and I wasn't even allowed in the building because it was like <laughs> I was underage. And I remember the house said, she was like, she's that guy next to is, is, is she's really young, she's only 16, so be really, really nice. <laughs> she's she's a bit scared. And I said, I was like, okay. And I went on and then I was like, foul mouthed and fucking <laughs> disgusting. Like, six, I, I, if I could watch it back now, I'd be disgusted with the stuff I came out with. But yeah. That was, that was fun. I, but yeah. it doesn't, they don't run anymore, it's really sad. Wow. They, they recently stopped. And I, was, I said to them, I was like, I need to beg for a spot on the last gig. Because I needed to yeah. be, I wanted to, that to be my, like, my first ever gig. And I wanted to perform at the last ever one. Mm. But it, it, it finished, it's sad. That's a shame. What was your first gig? My Who's... first gig was um, Instant Laughs in Hammersmith mm-hmm. uh, at 2pm on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? It was myself. And three of the comedians, including the ho- including the MC, mm-hmm. no audience. Oh shit! So it was literally just me and two other. Well, two other still did it. well, that's good for your first go. Practice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and obviously didn't go that well, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any notes on the stage, which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, "Wow!" I didn't tell them it was my first time until after the gig. And they okay. was like, "Wow." Okay, that's good. Really? I was like, "Really?" They're like, "Really?" That was your first time. I was like, "Yeah." It's like just keep going, just keep writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, weird experience. Mhm. But... Are you from London? Yeah. So what what is this whole bringer thing? Oh. <laughs> I see it all the time in the comedy collective. But I just don't know what oh. it is. So like, oh. so if you want to go on stage, you have to bring like at least a five yeah. people with you. One person. One. Oh, okay. Okay. You that's bring, too bad. Yeah, you can bring. You have to bring one person with you, but usually it's another comedian. Okay. What and they perform? What they watch? Um, and they watch you, and you have to buy them a drink. And then you have to go to one of their nights. That makes no sense to oh, me. Oh god, don't. So no. you bring someone with you, yeah. a comedian, yeah. and all they do is they sit and watch you. Yeah. And then you have to buy them a drink. Yeah. Basically, so the 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 place gets money. Yeah. And then the they will then perform at a later date, and then you yeah. have to come, and he has to buy you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It doesn't make. I know. It makes no fucking sense surely that's like because I see it all the time when people put on the comedy collective they're like oh there's a gig it's a bringer and people comment like fuck off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine doing that is it that hard to get audience in London if it's that hard to get audience don't do the show do you know what I mean yeah it's the thing is with, in London mm. there are so many open mic nights yeah um, and because there's it's just so broad and they're absolutely everywhere mm. um, it's a lot harder to promote so I'm guessing that's how they I think that's why they do it just so okay. they can actually get some audience in but then I just I just feel like if it's that difficult it's probably not worth doing it like yeah. I guess you don't if you want to do it you can do yeah. it but it gets to a point isn't it where it's like maybe it's just, maybe we should cancel <laughs> I don't know luckily for me there's a couple of promoters who I'm friendly with now so like yeah. I could just turn yeah, up yeah you can do it that's fair <laughs> but I, I think it's that mm, does it have to be a performer or can you not like say oh instead I'll bring like five friends I can bring, yeah you can bring anyone you want okay like, but usually when it's your friends they've seen you they may have seen you before mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't really want to just submit. I don't want you. I don't want to submit you to um, subject you to me five times a week. That's true. So yeah. sometimes it's easier to bring another performer, and then it's a reciprocation thing. But it doesn't exist outside London, does it? No, like I've, I've, I think if someone said that in Bristol, it it happens in the music scene. Yeah. Uh, so it's if you if you're doing a gig and the promoter will give you. 20 tickets mm-hmm. and they'll say sell all of the tickets give us the money mm-hmm. if you sell all of them you'll get paid mm-hmm. and then they'll get paid for their spot 
Yeah. And if they don't sell all the tickets, they don't get paid. They do the gift free, mm. which I think is is pretty cruel. Mm. But then uh, I, uh, it's a good idea for the for the promoter, <laughs> I guess. But I. Yeah, that sounds horrible because I'm like I don't think I even know too many people. <laughs> no. Do you know what I kind of prefer like the system they have in America, right? Yeah. Where you what you have to do if you want a spot, mm-hmm. you have to go out and fly and get all your flyers done. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's, at least then it's you work your working for it. Yeah. But then I guess that works as well because if you're a good flyer, then you can you the, just like yeah that's put it. in the bin or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I did all my flyers. Yeah. And just like wait outside for like a not like a good yeah. hour. See, or that's what I think. You know when people do the flyering jobs in Edinburgh, I'm like, what is stopping these people just putting it in a bin and going for a coffee? Like, I think a lot of them do. That's so cruel, though. I'd, I'd feel so bad. I'd, I don't think I could do that personally. But then I just I just I just wouldn't trust anyone. You can't mm. trust anyone, can you? No. Um, I was speaking to the act who's on before us, Masai Graham, right? Mm. And he's such to be honest, he's such a great lead-in because he'll promote our show and he will and he'll say yeah, yeah stay for these guys so we'll get about okay. some people in yeah. but last year he paid a flyer to do a show to fly for a show right yeah um and what happened was they were basically not doing anything so at one show he just said look um to the audience who here was here because of the flyer no one put their hand up so he fired her in the end she what leads you at the show like like was at she the there? End of, I think it must have been at the end of the show. That's so funny. Yeah, but I'm hearing so many people are having so many issues with their flyers. It's mm-hmm. just unbelievable. But there's even they even if they do do it, sometimes they're just stood there and they're like flyer, flyer. Yeah. And I've seen some flyer like Tom, a guy. He, he does. He has three different flyering jobs a day because he's mm-hmm. making some serious money doing it, and he's a really good flyer. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see him and he's like probably talking to people. He's like really mm-hmm. selling because it depends what the show is as well. If it's a, a, a decent show, it's yeah. easy to sell. Because uh, he's he's doing for a show a guy who like wrote helped write for South Park or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like that's a really easy thing to sell. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But then I see some people doing it, and sometimes came to the other day trying to sell a show, and I was like, oh, are you in it? And he was like, no, I'm doing it's a job. Mm. And then he's been, and he started, he's like, what's your show? And then he started being nasty about our show, like oh, saying like, oh, oh, this looks this looks good, doesn't it? And oh, I was just like, what? So I was like, so I think I said something rude to him back. I was like, well, you know what? I don't like you. And then, <laughs> <laughs> me trying to be mean and then he like walked to his oh well you're lovely and he walked away and then went over like started following these girls down the road like running after him with the flyer like not like just being really rude and they were like stop being with you don't want mm. your flyer and he's like take my flyer running after them and I was just like someone's paying you to do this yeah. I, was, like, I felt I was like so tempted to like tell the people because I'm like this is what you're you, this is like your name that yeah. they're ruining yeah so like what I'm finding is the people who are flying for their own shows yeah are so much more successful at it than the people who are just doing it for a job. Yeah. Because we've actually got something to lose. If yeah. we don't get people in, there's a good chance we don't get any money in the bucket. Yeah, that's fair. And, but these guys know they're getting paid anyway. Mm. How have you been doing for like free? Because obviously we're a ticket bids, so I can't imagine what it would be like at the end of a show holding a bucket and then not getting anything. Um, be we've been doing all right actually. So yeah. there's three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pretty much been splitting it ways. We've got a card reader as well, oh, so yes. I'm in char- you need it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, So I'm pretty much in charge of that. So I'll divvy up all the I'll divvy up all the all the stuff we get on the card reader. But yeah. cash wise, mm-hmm. we've generally not been getting less than five, six pounds six pound a day each. Okay. So that's, it's that's not it's not bad. Like, yeah. Well, like uh, well, normally when I do buckets, thing is recently like in Bristol doing bucket splits, like. 
I, I assume that you get nothing because if you tell people mm. oh it's free but pay at the end no one pays but then I've been like handed like 10 to 20 pound a night mm. and I'm like yeah. someone that means someone must have put in a lot of money here because yeah. with the low bots I saw someone put a 20 in Yeah. and I was like looking at it like that's crazy yeah like I would never do that personally. <laughs> card, I always do the card reader. So the spots, it's always like three quid, isn't it? It's always on three quid. I always do that because I'm like, yeah, you're seeing a show. I, mm. I've I've enjoyed it. You've given me your time. I yeah. have to give you stuff, but I don't carry cash, so I can't yeah. do that. I'd give like a fiver, I think. Yeah. Um, the other night we had someone give twenty quid on a card reader. We was like, crazy. It was like, really enjoyed it. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, really? Were we really that good? I mean, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, bucket splits are, I think they're probably the best way to do it if you're mm. with the right people. Yeah. Because then there's no way the big company can fuck you over. Oh, yeah, that's true. And you're literally getting cash in hand. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I think it's honestly the best way forward. Yeah. So, what made you want to do a ticketed event instead of free fringe? I don't really. I'm not really sure because I was just kind of theatre. Mm. So we 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 need a space where it is literally like a stage and no yeah. chairs. So I think the only way you can do that is both through ticketed because mm. it'd be with free fringe is kind of is it you uh, you apply for it don't you and you kind yeah. of you're kind of given what they think is suitable for you and yeah. I, I just we would get given something that wouldn't be suitable for us because it's yeah. quite a lot of us we need a stage so I think the only way we could do that is through ticket sales mm. but we're very much a late night kind of. Uh, raunchy schedule that's, nice. that's a horrible word isn't it nice. uh, so we, we we could in the environment be perfect for us because yeah. that's our kind of humour but then for the space we need we need the we need the stage mm. so what got you into sketch comedy then? Uh, well, the first year I came mm. for the week I saw a free fringe I think it was Leeds Uni and they did a sketch show at like a, a pub and it was like 20 minutes outside Edinburgh as well because we like went to try and find like a little pub mm. and uh, so it was cheaper and yeah. uh, we went in there yeah. and they were brilliant and it was free fringe and they were so good and I remember like, walking out there like I want to do that like, that's what I want that's the kind of comedy I want to do mm. and then I met them uh, they were like I saw, I saw my open mic I was doing stand up and they were doing a, a set of like that sketch there and I saw them and I was like oh they're kind of funny and then they I saw them advertising that they were looking for someone to audition and I was like oh okay nice. yeah I auditioned against a few people and I got it so you're from Bristol are you yeah from Bristol? Oh, okay. uh, but we met at Winchester Uni ah nice yeah. but we're it's not we're not we're not here because of the uni no a lot of people think now they think we're like a review but we're not the uni wouldn't give us any money of course not <laughs> like that <We> good <laughs> yeah but like, we we're like our own thing mm. so like people would say like are you reviewing stuff and I'm like no because uh, we're here by ourselves yeah we did ask though to be fair we said to them like, oh we're going to the fringe uh, do you want to maybe give us some money I'm making you can't see me yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you want to she that? was making a lot of hand movements and a lot yeah but yeah they, they, they don't give us anything no so. they're just like oh good luck with that yeah, like, yeah but I think if they knew our content they definitely wouldn't want like their name on it yeah but I think someone did this year get money from them but then you have to put they have to put your they have to put University of Winchester like on your poster and yeah. stuff and I wouldn't really want to do that I'd rather just not have the money yeah I suppose because then it kind of it's kind of like you're owned by them. Mm. And then I feel like not that that's a bad thing, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't like it. I yeah, like you want to be your own people, don't you? That's it. And I'm guessing if you did have them putting your money, they have a lot more control over what you can say and what you can't say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just not what I person not what I personally yeah. want. And we're quite offensive, so we wouldn't want if they told us, Oh, we don't like this, change that we'd be like, No. <laughs> Take your money back, I don't want it. <laughs> I think that's the right thing to do though, mm-hmm. because like 
you need to have, and this is the place where you can have as much creative control as you mm-hmm. want. Yeah. And I think it's a real shame that it's sort of, from what I've seen, it's sort of becoming a lot more industry based. Mm-hmm. And people coming here with completely polished finished shows, mm-hmm. which I don't think is what the fringe is about. That's that's what I think. I think there's a fr- the idea of the fringe mm. is supposed to be like a tester thing, yeah. isn't it? So it's a lot of all these big shows. That's why I really hate the whole review thing at Fringe. What, like, the, the reviewers coming in. Yeah, I just I think it's really like and like people are so mean. Like uh like I've seen reviews before where people have done gone to see shows and they just rip like Mm. Shorter, for example, like they can be really, really nasty, and it's like that's what ruins the fringe because mm. they're up here having a good time. Yeah. The audiences are enjoying it. Like it's it's good fun. It, it's cheap. Yeah. Like it's a few pound a ticket kind of thing, and that, that, these people are trying to break everyone's spirit, mm. and I hate it. Yeah. The awards I like because I feel like they're kind of like the little awards, not like yeah. the big ones, but like they're good fun because like it's nice to get like a little like oh we got an award, it's fun. Yeah. But then it's when you get like a branded two star or branded one star mm. that's just it's just not fair it's no. just really not fair no. can you get reviews and stuff for free free yeah we've had a review what'd you get a branded two star fuck off yeah <laughs> but at the same time it actually helped me to reevaluate okay. where I was going yeah. with the company I was like okay where am I actually going and what is the point of me saying what I was saying right yeah, yeah that's fair and then there was a little bit of me like well, okay so why is this affecting me so much mhm Oh, because it's a little bit true, and I feel like yeah, this actually is yeah. So let me go back, mm-hmm. rethink about who I want to be as a comic, mm-hmm. and it just made me think. All right, I'm trying to be Mr. Cool Guy on stage. Yeah. Why am I doing that? I'm nowhere near cool in real life. Mm-hmm. Let's try and up the silly a little bit. And I'm ha- now from that, from like that was we had the review on the fourth day, right? Yeah. So from day six maybe day six. Yeah. I was like, all right, I now know who I want to be, and I'm having so much more fun because of it. I'm rewrite, I've rewritten all the, sh- I've rewritten most of my stuff. So I came up with a 20 minute, I came up with a 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and now I've got about 10. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I what? that's what the fringe is all about. It's yeah. like, oh god, it's gonna sound so cringy, but like, you find yourself, you, you find, you find your character, you find your persona. Because you we got three stars from Ed Fringe Review. Oh. It was, it was, <laughs> a tough night because we we they we changed venue mm. so we were they messed up our like our plans whatever we had two rooms and it our first room was amazing it was like this big stage mm. 60 seat audience and then we moved to another room that's half the size Ooh. and then it was like in a round oh, and the God. first night in there because we had like we had like 10 minutes to check it out to see what like to see where our exits were mm. and then um they yeah we they came in that night mm. so it was messy and we finished the show and we all were like guys whatever our view is don't let it get you down because it's not gonna be a good yeah, one and we yeah. got three but then we got like some they were like nice they gave us some like good feedback and then they gave us some bad feedback but it was it, was, it helped us I think we mm. needed it and I got a shout out so um I'm okay with that okay. Then we got two reviews and um so one of them was just I don't like these people oh really yeah I just don't like these who, guys. who was it um, I don't know. I can't okay. remember her. I can't remember her name. But one of them was the last. The last name was Christmas. Okay. But she was the nicer one, I think. Okay. But the Christmas lady, I think, I think it was the Christmas lady. She was like, she was actually quite constructive about it. I was like, okay, I can actually work with this. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Okay, I can work. With I this. can work with. How many stars was that? That was both two stars. Oh, okay. 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 I don't know. I don't. I, we got. <laughs> we got. 
we got five to begin with uh-huh. from uh, the Derek Awards. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, he's a guy who is very lower level, but he's really nice and he is very honest and he he that was a uh, that was nice. We got five stars from last year as well, so yeah. it was more exciting last year because it was like oh my god, but this year it's like okay, we got it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we got the three, and then it was kind of like eh, let's just uh, equal it up to a four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's the thing though, like you can't think you can't really um, you've got to kind of forget about. Both your good gigs and your bad gigs mm-hmm. by the next day because you never know yeah. what's going to happen yeah. at your next gig. And that's the thing is, it, is it, it, it hurts you, but you've got another ten shows to do, yeah. twenty shows to do, so you need to pull it together. You need that's to get it. back out there. So yeah. That's it. Like, and that's I know I'm, I'm not a big fan of reviews either, yeah. but they can't. Well, a little bit of outside criticism when it's constructive mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. Yeah, I do. I, it's good to know. It's good to know what to change, because mm. uh, we change all the time. Every night is yeah. we do different stuff, like, because it's just we. One day we wake up and we're like, actually, I, I feel like this sketch or this character mm. should be different, and it changes all the time. So we love feedback, we really do. Do you have like meetings and stuff? Do you have like meetings and stuff about scripts and sketches? We do. Well, we do like when we're putting it together and stuff. Yeah. Like now we're all kind of just used to it. We're all like trying to stay away from each other. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we sit down and we kind of discuss stuff and we kind of uh, just kind of pick everything mm. and say this should be better this should be better <laughs> do you reckon you'll do the same do you reckon you'll all come back and do the same thing next year or? I hope so I really do I think I, th- I think we were thinking about going to Adelaide mm. which would be good fun it's expensive but we'll see and then we want to do Hollywood Fringe as well Hollywood Fringe yeah surprisingly Hollywood Fringe is a lot cheaper to do it's like very doable Really? I didn't even know there was a Hollywood fringe to be honest. But I but the annoying thing is is that they want to go next year and I won't be twenty one yet. Ah so oh no. <laughs> I'll be a month off of twenty one. Oh god. So when is it? Hollywood fringe. Uh I think it's June or July. Okay. Yeah. So it's like to be just but it was we don't obviously not for a whole month, I think it's like a week. Okay. So it'll be like a holiday basically. Right. Uh shows every day. But I feel like it'd be really good fun. Yeah. Let's do America because I feel like we'll do like kind of like American club kind of thing mm. and then like, it'd be nice for me as well because I could do like the circuit see if I can get some like gigs and stuff that'd yeah. be good have you performed outside of well obviously Edinburgh but have you performed outside of Bristol before yeah well we did uh, oh we did we do a lot when, oh, me personally it, it both <laughs> uh, well I'd, uh, me I, I kind of just go around the south southwest nice like I've done like uh, stuff in like Exeter and um, what's that like? What's Exeter like? It's good fun. I did like this creative Southwest gig, and it was mm. uh, like a big community centre. I oh, know it was a theatre. It was a theatre, but it was mm. like one of like the studio rooms, and that was a really good gig. They like packed it out with like circle tables with uh, candles and stuff, mm. like kind of cabaret seating, and I think it's about even say how many people I want to say 100 but that's probably a bit too many it was a lot of people yeah. it, was, it was a really good gig it was, and everyone was so brilliant mm. I remember I was watching it and like, everyone was brilliant and I was like okay I'm next oh god <laughs> but like it was I think I did okay so it was alright that's it so did they book you back or is it or? yeah well they, they say like uh, come back whenever you want but yeah. it's, a, it's like a hour and 40 drive yeah so it's like I'll do it when I'm ready when you're ready when yeah. you yeah it's hard to get trains and stuff because the last train is at like 11 which means you almost like leave the gig early mm. yeah that's a bit shit yeah so where else have you gigged outside of Bristol a lot in Winchester mm. when do you think yeah. where's for you other than Bristol okay how do you think Bristol compares the comedy scene there 
to other common the co- other common scenes that you've experienced? Um, I've never obviously done London scene, but if I had to compare, I think Bristol's a bit nicer, yeah. <laughs> a bit calmer, a bit more friendly. Because everyone is kind of everyone's kind of lovely. Everyone's yeah. kind of just nice to each other. And we're all like good friends, and everyone everyone knows each other. That's the mm. thing. Everyone in the circuit knows each other, and whenever there's someone new who comes in, everyone kind of welcomes them in. Uh, Winchester is not really much of a comedy scene. Mm. There's like I think there's two gigs there, and I think one of them's pro. Okay. So, yeah, there's not much really goes on. Mm. Uh, I haven't really been anywhere else really. The kind of West Country like Devon area is, is again, it's very tiny. Yeah. It's very tiny, but it's it's good fun down there. Bristol is somewhere where I'm definitely looking to get to in the next few months. Oh yeah, definitely do it. It's really good fun. Uh, as uh, what channel on gigs are? There's a next the next new act, uh, at the Vaults. Mm-hmm. My favorite gig. It's uh, a guy called Alex Kitson runs it. It's so literally give a message. If that's the best gig to start on in Bristol, it's okay. always, always full. Just always a nice gig. I've I've done it like probably done it like five times now and every time I've just really enjoyed it I just, I just know it's one of those gigs that you know when you walk in the door you're gonna it's gonna be a good gig good and it's, oh, like, no. I say this the next time <laughs> I do it I'll die but like, That's all right. <laughs> um, so speaking of which what's, what's the other than the um, other than the Christian Union gig what's the worst gig that you've done you don't have to mention any names uh, okay so Chris I think it was Christmas Eve. Oh Jesus! <laughs> the day before Christmas Eve, oh. uh, in Bristol, and it was full audience. Everyone it must have been their Christmas parties. They were all wearing Christmas jumpers, and I was supposed to do ten minutes, and everyone, everyone kind of died. Everyone just audience weren't having it. They were sat there like, like try, make me laugh. Like it just oh, wasn't working. God. And it was just, I went up there and I tried and I tried and then I, I, I did material that I wasn't supposed to do because I was like, I need to try and make them laugh. I went on for about 20 minutes. Oh, jeez. The host didn't stop me. I wish he stopped me because I was like, I'm not getting off the stage until I make yeah, someone laugh. laugh. Oh, God. And I just, I didn't get one laugh for about 20 minutes. And it was, I don't I think it was, I walked off and the clap was like. Oh, jeez. And I got to the back of the room and I was like, bear in mind that because my, uh, my parents live in, in Cornwall. Yeah. So they're back, they came up serious for Christmas. And I thought, oh, come to this gig, I've got a gig tonight. You haven't oh, seen me perform in a while. They came to watch me perform and afterwards they were like, Capriola, are you sure comedy is something you should want to oh, do? And I was like, for fuck's sake. No. And I didn't, I, and then I was said to myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this gig and then I'm going to take a break for like a week or two for Christmas and I'll think about it again in January. And then I, I got to Christmas and I was like, I can't believe that that was my last gig for after before a break, yeah. and it was painful. And I think that will always be my worst gig. <laughs> <laughs> What's your worst gig? Worst gig? Um, it doesn't exist anymore, so I can mention it. Okay, that's um, right. It was um, QE Hostel. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was in a hostel. Yeah. Right, and it was so, and it was in the entrance of the hostel, and it was in a bar, and the hostel living room was at the back was at the back of the stage. So kid, people could like walk right through That's you. Horrible. Yeah, it was literally about fit, twenty comedians, no audience, no audience whatsoever. I hate that. Yeah, so an audience for the comics, no one was laughing at, no one was laughing at anyone, mm. right? They and, don't. Comedians don't laugh at other comedians. No, I know. And then I came on and I sort of insulted the host which is the oh worst no. thing it's like my sit my seventh gig in right yeah and i've done two gigs that day and bombed at both of them yeah. already so this is 
you a needed it. Yeah, yeah, a third one died on my died on my ass completely. Oh god. But at the same time, um, it was a ter- it was a terrible gig. Mm. But at the same time, I met people out. Of, I met quite a few people out of it. So okay. people I'm friend friendly with now, like someone called Paul Scarhill, who's really nice. Mm-hmm. Ash Reeves, is quite nice. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't completely a complete waste of time. Yeah, you do. You do meet some good people. Because I don't know. I've done actually. I've done like maybe like five to ten gigs where no audience have showed up, and it's been to the and it's been like so like literally no audience that the the hosts have been okay. So it looks like we're just doing it to each other today. Oh god. It's yeah. Like, Rehearsal. Yay. Yeah. Feedback. And I was just there like, can I go? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's good because that's that's the place. Well, that's the times you meet. Yeah. You meet other comedians and it's good and networking. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> but I think it's kind of weird that it's we're supposed to be like really supportive of each other. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, no no one will laugh when it's your, when you're telling them jo- when you're telling the jokes. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think people do like no. when it comes to I don't know whether it's like a, a an ego thing yeah. or just a you. Or you hear so much stand up in your time because yeah. that's the thing I now like I'll be like oh let's go for a friend, see a free friend show if it's really late like a spontaneous yeah. thing and I'm like anything but stand up yeah. I do I just do, I mean I, I watch so much stand up all yeah. the time where I'm doing gigs I don't want to see it like uh, yeah. by choice yeah. So, yeah, I know. and then people say that like, you're the worst stand up ever you don't even enjoy stand up I'm like I enjoy doing stand up I don't like watching it yeah. <laughs> sick of it can you watch stand up uh, people's specials on Netflix no good <laughs> <laughs> it's like it depends it, it, if it's someone I really really like I can yeah. I can put it on in the background and I can like kind of watch but I would never sit and like watch it mm. it's just like there's a few exceptions so like maybe like Lee Evans I like watching Lee Evans yeah and I like like watching like Jimmy Carr like Frankie Boyle because yeah. that's kind of like you watching it like e like on the edge of your sheet mm. sheet <laughs> seat sheet. Uh, <laughs> and yeah I like Hannah there's a Hannah Gatsby. Hannah Gatsby, yeah, because hers is, because um the show I saw recently of hers, uh, I think it was like a big one. Was it Nanette? Yeah, and yeah, because I loved that one because it, it wasn't just comedy, it was it was like storytelling mm. and that was beautiful. I like that one. Mm. That was really good. I'm sort of in between. I'm sort of in the same place as you at the moment mm-hmm. because I kind of get really a bit touchy when I think, oh, why can't I think of that? Okay. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean. Yeah. I think that when I hear something that's like so relatable to me, and I'm like, that's literally something I've I've thought about. Like I've yeah. like been on my notes. Like, okay, make a joke about this. This is a problem you should write a joke about. And I hear someone do it really well, and I'm like, darn, <laughs> I should have done that. But yeah, but that's the part of comedy, yeah. isn't it? You, that's you, it. And have you ever like gone to a gig or, yeah, gone to a gig and you've heard someone make the same joke as you, but you know obviously they haven't stolen or anything. They've, yeah. just, they've thought of the same thing, and you're like. Great. Well, I guess I have to go. I'll yeah. This. That's yeah. happened to me loads of times, and oh, I'm like. Yeah. Especially in the open mic circuit, because there's only so many topics that you yeah. can talk about, really. So, yeah, that's happened to me quite a few times. Mm. But that's also made me think. Okay, I need to change myself. Then, yeah. if that means if people. Then, doing sometimes topics. you just have the same kind of writing process of the people. There's a guy in my course who was really weird. He wrote three jokes that were exactly the same as mine. Mm. And we were talking, I was like, did you steal that from me? And he's like, no, Aunt Kat, I swear to God, last night I just wrote it. We both have got really similar kind yeah. of writing technique. It wasn't, it wasn't like joke jokes. It was kind of, it was like throwaways. Yeah. The same throwaways and the same, like, op- it was the same opening as well. Mm. And it was just like crazy because we was like, it was like, I'll get rid of it. Because I sat in, I was like, 
I did write that a long time ago, so I feel like mm, I should keep it. Because yeah. this was the assessment. Like that's yeah. the thing. I was like, because what I did in the assessment, I wouldn't do on on stage. No. Normally, it's because like I had to write what the lecturer wanted me to write. So I was like, I'm keeping that. You can have it back in about three days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that must be really hard though, writing what someone else wants you to say. Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent what they wanted. It was really annoying because there was a guy in my course who was really funny. He's from. Uh, I think he's like Norfolk or whatever and he's like making like those incest jokes and I'm like she didn't like it she's like I find that really offensive I don't like it and I'm like but it's so funny though and like uh, he did another joke where he's like he's like so my name's Joe with a with an E at the end because uh, women Joe they have breasts <laughs> <laughs> and he made I mean he didn't tell anyone he was going to say it and he said that on the day and everyone was wetting themselves and she was there and she was like and he got like a, I think he got like a tutu, which is really unfair because he was yeah. really funny. I think he just had he had some she had something against him the whole time, but uh, yeah, it's kind of shit. But that's really not fair. Like she yeah. should have judged that on how the rest of the audience reacted. Oh yeah, no. But then I got bad. I got quite a bad audience reaction. But then yeah. again, it was a Christian union. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, I tell people that all the time, and I'm like, the, like yeah, it was an audience of Christian union because I'm like, because mm. then they're like oh my god with your material as well yeah. <laughs> I think I made an abortion joke as well and that just did not go down ooh, well brave I think it's like in my head I was like oh, if that was a normal gig I wouldn't have done it but because it was the assessment it was scripted like if I didn't say it I probably would have got marked down because I didn't do my time right mm. and I was like I just have to do it I just because all my like stand up past knowledge of stuff you do on stage like changing your subject was not going right I couldn't do that I just had to do do my ten minute. And it was painful. So really Joe was. with an E didn't get didn't get good. No, didn't get written well. But yeah. the abortion joke did. Abortion joke did. It did okay. Well, I yeah. got two. I got two one. But then two got. There's two guys I got firsts. And uh, but it's annoying because the, the Joe guy. He um, he's done like loads of gigs before and he's always done quite well. Mm-hmm. And the, he said after his module, he said it broke him and he said I don't want to go on stage again. Do stand oh, up. And I was like, God. don't let it get you because you cannot let someone put a grade on same as the reviews you can't yeah. just let someone stamp you down and say this is if it maybe if again we're all because we're all like we're like 20 21 like we're very young so we've got so much time like yeah. a lot of comedians didn't didn't start to a lot older we've got this massive head start don't mm. let this break you that's true mm. like we've got so much time ahead mm. of us to develop yeah but i think people forget that mm-hmm. especially in this especially in the bubble that we're currently in and i'm not going to be in for until the 25th or 26th yeah like i think people are just measuring their success on other people yeah and that's dangerous mm-hmm. they're forgetting that your lane is different to joe Bloggs's lane exactly like and what you're doing is what is you're probably doing the right thing mm-hmm. but you can't judge that on what someone else is doing yeah because otherwise you're just never gonna you're never gonna find happy you're never gonna find not happiness because let's be honest none of us are fucking happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you're never gonna find you're never gonna reach your goal if you're trying to reach whatever someone else is trying to reach yeah you just can't can't compare yourself mm. yeah I mean you can sort of you can sort of align yourself with the right people yeah. but if you're going down a di- if you know you're meant to be going down a different path take a different path and that's fine mm-hmm. Are you with an agent or are you not with an yeah, agent? No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm on my own. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't mind getting a PR though. Yeah. Next year. I think it's like two grand or something for the month. <sighs> so, <laughs> worth, so worth it though. Oh, yeah. So worth it. 
it's a lot of money obviously for us it'd be six of us but still like it'd be so worth it because then you make your money back because you get a better audience you get all these people in and it just you've got these people who will basically say come here come, come give me a hug if things are getting rough like you've got those people behind you that will look after you mm. obviously two grand is very i would never be able to afford that but no <laughs> but if you can split it between six of you yeah then it's not too bad yeah it's but if you're the, one stand-up, it's yeah. Not. Like, I'm, yeah, I think I'm a bit of a way off getting a PR, getting a yeah, PR we're team. Probably, we're probably quite far off as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a few but, more years. <laughs> yeah, that's just a few more fringes. Well, the fringes, well, Edinburgh Fringe might not be here in a few more years. I don't know. But that's probably because there are so many other fringes that are opening up. Mm. I think Edinburgh at the moment is what people think they have to do. Mm-hmm. More than that. But, uh, more than anything more than anything else just say they've been up and they've done it mm. but there are so many other fringes to do there are so well, many other fringes fringes well. Brighton fringes is good fun we is did, it? we did three days there nice and it was, we were at the Warren which is like, apparently is like the equivalent of the underbelly which is okay. I don't know how we got there and then we sold out like two of our shows sweet and it was, it was really good Brighton fringes is really good fun it's, huh. it's a nice little test mm. before you come to the the big a, show. <laughs> I was to say, how does it compare to this? It's just a lot smaller. Yeah. I think the venues are pretty much the same. It's just all one big beer garden, really. Nice. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it's just a sack. It's a sack the same, it's a bit smaller. What and there's the sea. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the Pleasants? I haven't been there this year. I've stayed away from it. <laughs> when the first time I came here, I was like, oh, this is really this is the best place. I think I saw like Nick Helm there the first year, mm-hmm. and there's good stuff there. But this yeah. time I'm staying away. I've I've seen, um I saw Eddie Izzard there. Okay. Oh, he was great. Mm. Um and I'm think I'm seeing Rod Gil I'm seeing Rod Gil but not he was there. Rod yeah. Mm. But the place itself mm. there's just such an air of superiority oh, yeah. and I'm better than you ish. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel like the fringe should feel. Yeah, I know what you mean I don't like it because it's not fringe as if you're you're just professional when you're. It's not fringe. <laughs> like the idea of fringe is, is, again, it's like not polished. Yeah. So it's, yeah. But then I saw, I saw something the other day, someone tweeted, didn't they? It was like my recommendations for the fringe, and it was all Pleasant comedians. The Times guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like all Pleasant comedians who tweeted, said, these are my recommendations. And it's like, at least step outside of the building for one second. Well, yeah. one second. Well, outside of that little, that little overexpensive beer garden that yeah. they've got going on. Yeah. It yeah. just look. it just look. it's... I was just queuing up and I was just seeing that I saw some people that I knew from the London circuit mm. who are performing in the Pleasance and I was like right you're still open mic mm. knock yourself down a little bit please yeah, yeah, so Arrested Development <laughs> Arrested Development fuck yes is that your choice of sitcom no it was your choice of sitcom no it's not I chose IT Crowd IT Crowd yeah. alright <laughs> Because I've never seen a rest of the film before Have in my you life. Not? Oh, never. Shit. Okay, that's my bad thing. But I mean, okay, IT Crowd. Amazing. Yeah. That's a fucking amazing show, actually. Yeah, to be I fair. love I love IT Crowd. Uh, so, I will never forget the first episode mm-hmm. where she's walking through and everything's just going tits up. <laughs> and she has no idea what to expect. And yeah. then she just comes in and she meets the most two mismatched individuals. Moss and. What's the guy's name? Moss and Irish guy who's yeah. in everything. Right <laughs> yeah, I remember his name. Moss and shall we look it up? Okay. Yeah, that's what. And that's what the internet. Is. I 
Fantasy Crowd. Yeah, and Chris O'Donnell asked his name, and it is Roy. And Roy Moss, yeah. So she she walks in, and then it's like, oh, "I'm your new boss," and they're like, "Okay." And then they're like, "I don't think she knows anything about computers." <laughs> and then it's like she's on the phone, and they come in, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna set your phone up," and she's like. Uh, cause yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just funny. She's like, go in there and do some computering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just think it's it's a classic workplace sitcom, mm-hmm. right? You've only you got a short, you got a small amount of main characters. Oh yeah. And it's just they shouldn't be together, mm-hmm. but it somehow works. Yeah. Like Richard Iowardi in that role is just on another planet. Mm-hmm. Maybe which one's that? Um, he's Moss. There he is, Moss, yeah. Um, he's just on another planet. It is, it's, I've never really seen a character like that before. It's quite yeah. it's a lot different. He's, I reckon he's sort of on the spectrum, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's like the, the, the joke. I'm not really sure. But it's not, that's not that many characters. There's, there's five characters. So there's Moss, Roy, Jen, uh, the cupboard guy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then, uh, Obviously, Renum. Yeah. And then next son of Renum when he comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good character change. I love yeah. Renum. What do you so? Who do you think has the most growth as a character throughout the series? Um. Honestly, none of them. I don't think any of them change. I feel like that's that's the good thing about because yeah. Jen comes in and she's. I feel like she's exactly the same. She's always that awkward things always go wrong. Same as Moss and Rita. Uh, maybe Renum, mm-hmm. like the second Renum, son Renum, because I guess yeah. he, um, he, he, when he, because he meets him, doesn't he? And he becomes like a different person when he's yeah. with them. He, they kind of change him a little bit, mm. probably for the worst. Yeah, but like yeah. But yeah, I like the fact that so few of the characters develop mm-hmm. because it sticks to what they have their tropes and they stick to they stick to them. Yeah. Throughout the whole, throughout the whole series, it's, it's, it's hard to do that because I, I don't like it in sitcoms when the characters change. So like, mm. like Big Bang Theory, for example, you know, when like Amy comes in and she's really weird, and then like a series later she's normal, mm. and it's like, what happened? Why is she? She's a different character now, mm. and like, it's, it's I don't I don't like that. It no. just same like Penny as our Penny changes. So like she suddenly gets smarter at some yeah. point. And I just I don't like that because that's why I love IT Car because like literally you could watch the first episode, you could watch the last episode. They are exactly the same people, yeah. and that's a talent because you, people it. do morph, don't they, as time goes on, and they stay exactly the same. And that's a testament to the writing, though, isn't it? Yeah. If the writing wasn't good or as good, they'd have probably have had to have changed the characters mm. a little bit. But because the writing is what it were, what yeah. it is, they didn't need to. Mm. They could have kept it, and they managed to keep it going for twenty-five episodes. Yeah, I wish they did more. I yeah. I saw. But then you don't want them to overdo it. Yeah, um, they tried to do an American remake. God, I bet that was shit. It got one. Um, Richard Iowardi was in it. Which one's that? Moss. Oh yeah. Okay. He was on. He was in it again. Okay. But. Well, as himself. Yeah, as yeah, as Moss, he was okay. in yeah, and they and it lasted one episode. Oh really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that because that sounds awful. I think it's just a. I think it's just a rehash of the original episode, but yeah, it okay. just looks absolutely tough well they did that of in between us didn't they they made the America and it's actually the same episode and it's like them walking around the theme park with the door yeah and I, remember, I think I, just, I watched a clip of it and I was like that is 
awful because it's funny because it's British because mm. they're British people it's funny I just yeah I think, oh and Gavin and Stacey did an American version as well that didn't get picked, that got cancelled before the first episode I think oh okay good because I thank wonder, god yeah because yeah, it's funny because they're Welsh yeah well they're gonna it's gonna be weird if they're I don't know where they would be from they would have to be like a stereotype of like Jersey or something mm. <laughs> do you know what they had um, they had a really good cast for that as well oh, really? actually they they had, um and uh, Jane Kazmiak, who had who was the mum in Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Um, they had um, one of it, uh, Jason Ritter, who was on there. Yeah, it was a decent cast, but yeah. it just shouldn't never it should never have happened. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. Americans always feel like they try and they see something and like we're gonna take that. Well, I, I guess it worked with The Office. Oh yeah. I think that's a best. I hate them for that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Then it actually worked well. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of prefer the American office to the British office. Yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah. I do. I, I'm not a big fan of of David Brent. I'm a bit. I'm a fan of David Brent. Okay. But I kind of like where they took mm. Michael Scott's character a yeah. little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I can completely understand why people dislike David Brent because he I just, is. I'm. I'm kind of. A, I am a fan of Ricky Base, but I just. I never really, I never really got the character, and I feel like yeah. he's milking it as well. Yeah. Because he made the film, didn't he? Like David Brent on tour or whatever. Yeah. Was Life that on good? the road. I haven't seen it. I was. Oh, you're not that much of a fan. I'm then. not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, and it looks fine. I was like, it probably is gonna be fine, but I just haven't had the time to sit down and. Yeah, that's fair. Donate any of my two hour, donate two hours of my life to it. Yeah. But the IT, but I think. There's always. Do you reckon they could do another series of the IT crowd? Yeah, I'd want them to, but I don't know. I don't want them to do any be shit. I don't want them to ruin it. Mm. It would have to. Yeah, I. Yeah, I want them to. So I'd say yeah. Yeah. Imagine like I made like a movie. That'd be mm. awful, but. <laughs> That'd be yeah. Well, it'll be on, or just an hour long on like a Christmas special or something like that. Uh oh yeah 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 Christmas. Did they even ever did a Christmas special? I don't think they did. Which is weird for the be for a BBC sitcom, yeah. like. Well, they've given us Stacey's comeback. I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm so excited. excited. Like, I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited because I don't know if it, it can it be as good. I'm just like, I they, feel they are they are they are quite different now because obviously James. I hope James Corden isn't annoying because I hate James Corden now. But like, hopefully he doesn't ruin. Hopefully he doesn't go in there with an American accent and try and be annoying because I feel like he has kind of gained a little bit of an accent since he's been gone. Yeah. And Ness has lost weight. Yeah. Like a lot of weight, so I don't yeah. know. But it may be a bit different. And then, oh, the kids are going to be grown up though. Neil's going to be like what ten? Yeah. Neil. Oh. 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 Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil the baby. Neil the baby. Oh man. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be nice to do just as a one-off thing. Yeah, I don't think they should keep it going. Yeah. Like, I do love Gavin and Stacey, but uh, so much has changed. And I think didn't uh, James Corden and uh, Matthew, the guy who plays Matthew Gavin, what? yeah. They had a massive argument, didn't they? That's why I thought that's horrible. That's why they finished it. I, I I've heard Matthew Horn is a dickhead. You've heard he's a dickhead. Yeah. Really. Mm. Uh, what is that? <laughs> I, I heard he's just not honest. But apparently they had an argument, and he was like, "Oh, this is this Gavin and Stacey, not Smithy show." And oh then, really? Yeah, what? Yeah. Because I, I saw him live. Um, he was on the the Catherine Tate tour. Yeah. And. Uh, she messed up and she uh, forgot her lines or whatever but it was quite funny yeah. and he, I could see him there he was getting really mad and I was like because oh, after this obviously I heard he wasn't very nice so I was kind of yeah. like watching him to see what and I don't know he might be really he might just might be, be like a fake, show, like yeah. a, he might just be one of those showbiz people maybe like, I reckon there might be I'm just speculating because obviously don't know 
don't know if I'm adding, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there might be a little bit of jealousy there because... Especially now. Yeah. Yeah, because he's done so well. Yeah, Corden's done well for himself. Like, mm. whatever you think of him, mm. he's done really, really well for himself. He has done really well. Like, to be able to be to, to be this British uh, famous guy and mm. to go over to America and kind of win everyone over like that. Yeah. It's really impressive. I just, I just, I do think the fame's gone to his head, and I feel like he's trying to get back now. I feel like he's trying to climb his way back in. Mm. And but like, I just, it's just like, he's the fat best friend, isn't he? Yeah. And I want him to stay the fat best friend. Yeah, same. <laughs> like they didn't. That, that's kind of weird. And like the in the IT crowd, they didn't have that. They didn't have the fat best friend. Because mm. usually that's a real trope in British mm. sitcoms, and I think that that's quite a brave thing to sort of them to have them do. Mm. Because, yeah, it's a traditional sitcom, but they didn't have all the traditional characters, did they? They didn't have all the ca- one of the characters going off and getting married or yeah. any of the... Or... That's the thing, it was all just like every episode was something different, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, Jen never had, like, a, a long relationship. Oh, I love mm. the one where she's like... Where she's, where she's, she's like, oh, you, I'm going on a date with a guy, and they're like, oh, what, the guy that looks like a magician? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't look like a magician. And then when they go on the date, he's, like, holding a salt and pepper, and he's, like, doing oh. magician stuff <laughs> with it. <laughs> Yes. That's such a good episode. And he's like, but what if I became a magician? Would you like me then? And she's like, but you will have to be very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, like, it's one of those episodes, it's one of those shows where you can jump in oh, yeah. and just be completely new to it mm. without having to know anything about yeah. anything that's happened before. Because mm. the characters, you just get to know them literally throughout, that, throughout the episode. Yeah. And I think that was, I think that's a really nice thing. And I think that's a distinctly British thing. Oh, yeah. So British, so British. It was just like, and it was like, Father! (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love that, because when he died, I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. And then they replaced him with the best person they possibly could have. (laughs) I wonder what happened there. Do you think that was on purpose, or do you think he generally, like, quit? Um, what, quit the show? Ah, maybe it was, maybe got a bit sick of it. Maybe. Um, yeah, as I know, the BBC can be, I find the BBC can be a bit like weird bosses to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that I wouldn't say no to a BBC yeah, contract. Exactly. But, <laughs> aye, all right. On that note, okay. where can they find you on yes, social media? So, so uh, on social media, Capriella Hooper Comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Capriella Hooper Comedy. It got a YouTube channel as well. Capriella nice. Hooper got some stand-up videos on there. Uh, if you're at the Ed Fringe, we've got uh, bis- the Biscuit Barrel performing space on the mile at the Radisson Hotel nice. at 10.50 every evening. Sweet. All right. Thanks so much Thank for you. doing this. Thank you, Capriella. And as always, you can catch me on Twitter at your boy Gibbo, on Instagram GibboGram1, and also every day until the 25th of August with Duffy Connors and Charlotte Johan as the tick boxes at Dropkick Murphy's Bar at 6.45 in Edinburgh. Alright guys, uh, see you soon. Bye-bye.